Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. What happened? What happened? Hey, Nadim, what happened to you? I forgot the tune. That it was, it but the good. I'm impressed that you connected those two because they don't, they only have the song at the very, very end. Well, that's, yeah, that's I remember. the theme song. <laughs> that I, I just finished this movie like 12 hours ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. But when I got your text, like, I have quotes at midnight. I was like, okay. Well, actually, no, I was about to go to bed and then I remembered, oh, I have the quotes. I should tell oh, him now because okay. I like to give you time to think about it. Thank you very you much. You didn't even think about it, though, so. I didn't think about it. Because no. I am not feeling well, Mita. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you don't care about the quotes at all. Maybe we shouldn't even have the quotes. <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> this is our first on-air fight. On-air fight. <laughs> How's it going? Good. <laughs> yeah. I'm just here. Yeah. I don't know if I'm living and breathing. I'm just swimming <laughs> it is december 1st though it is yeah the beginning yeah. of the end this morning i woke up and i started singing I, all i want for christmas is you cool that seems right to be fair i've been singing it for the past week yeah, pretty I much say, I, don't, I don't think you haven't the baby my sister's baby really loves that song oh that's cute yeah okay that's nice it's been a weird month because we've had to record under duress a bunch of times in November and like watch like it's been a rough month and we're finally like kind of caught up I think I think next week we'll be back in like the, proper the swing order. of things yeah I do I sense that we won't but anyways <laughs> based on what just um usually in in our history together of recording this podcast december tends to be a chaotic month for both of us regardless so i think november was chaotic and december will be chaotic as well and then come january we'll probably be fine okay yeah that's not unreasonable okay mita i hear you have some plans for christmas yes i'm gonna be watching 25 movies uh throughout the month of december mm-hmm. for the holidays i'm not really looking forward to it i'm gonna be honest to you. i gotta Maybe say I'm it doesn't just... feel like you are looking forward to it as much as you were christmas yeah i don't know i'm not in the mood this year something is off i think it's like november has been crazy everybody's sick it's just like i don't know holiday the spirit is not here it's not alive yet so why are you doing it then because I feel like I have to. <laughs> really? I feel, uh, maybe it'll get me into the spirit. Okay. Okay. But like, isn't it just going to feel like homework then? It could. And then if I don't like it, then I'll stop. But I'm going to try because wh- okay. I'll at least try to do something. So what's on the docket? What are we starting with? We, well, I'm going to keep it a surprise. From next <laughs> week. That's can, fair. Yep, today is the first day because we're, we're recording on December 1st. Um, so you can look at our Instagram. I'll be posting it there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll let you know next week how many movies I've gotten done. Excellent. Yeah. And so let's say you have to prior... Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I know the answer to this. Because some of these movies that we have to watch for the rest of the year are homework. Mm-hmm. So do you think it's going to be hard to watch, like, these boring movies and then boring Christmas movies? And then Perhaps. there's... <laughs> The Oscar movies that you want to watch. Well, the Oscar movies I want to watch, I'm going to stay towards the end of the year because I have some time off. 
And this I'm only doing until the 25th. So I really okay. have like a week where I can like ca- do things that I really want to like. So I'm going to suffer through the month and then get to suffer. something good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right now it looks like suffering because a lot of them are a little juvenile too. I might change the list. I'm not like dedicated that, to my yeah, list Yeah, that right might now. help it to change it too. You mm-hmm. do have a lot more PG and G stuff. Yeah, which like, to be honest, I can have on in the background because a lot of it is things that I've seen before. So mm-hmm. like, there's that. But then there is actually, have you heard of, what's the, it's like a new one with, what's his name? David Harbour. And he's like Santa, but he's like a secret agent. And oh, it's coming out like in I've theaters. A, I feel like I've seen a trailer for that. Yeah. Yeah. It has like a really punny title, but maybe I'll go see that. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that that might change it up if you're like seeing something in a theater. Mm-hmm. It might make it less boring. Okay. But speaking of less boring, maybe. Mm. What did we watch this week? This week we watched Marty, <laughs> a movie whose name I almost just forgot. <laughs> yes, we did watch yeah. Marty this week from 1955. Mm-hmm. And here is the quick IMDb disco for. This movie I had never heard about before called Marty. A middle-aged butcher and a school teacher who have given up on the idea of love meet at a dance and fall for each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's Marty. There you go. Very short at an hour and 29 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. Mita, is this too short? Yeah. (laughs) Would you like to know? So usually after I finish, I write like my first initial thought. Yeah. Would you like to hear it? Please. Okay. The fuck was this? <laughs> Why? <laughs> this movie, I, I just, I, um, where's the meat? <laughs> I know I've said that before. But yes, like you said, is this movie too short? I actually think yes. Like, I'm trying to find the meaning behind this. Like, why you would make this movie, especially in this time. Especially because we just watched something that actually had some real, like, purpose to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't quite understand the meaning behind Marty. Do you know this is one of three Best Picture winners that also won the Palm Door? What? Yep. Can you explain that? <laughs> the first one was The Lost Weekend. Okay, that I, I get. This is the second one. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is Parasite. Okay, yeah. Good for Parasite. Good for I, Parasite. Wow. Where's the correlation there? Yeah. Huh. And this huh. is actually... <laughs> The first one to win the official Palm d'Or. Before it was like a golden prize. Like the name was different and then they changed the title of it. But the Palm d'Or, this was the first American film to win Best Picture that was actually called the Palm d'Or. Okay. Isn't that surprising? For me, yes. Maybe I'm missing something here. But like I honestly, like I think it's fine and it's nice. It's a movie about like life and certain things. But I just... um, Parasite is also a movie about life that has real depth to it. The Lost Weekend is also a movie about specific something specific in yeah. life and like has some it has something to it. This is literally like I mean, I don't I'm not a director in any way, but I feel like I could have written this or I could have made this in some way. Look, I was a little surprised by this movie in many mm-hmm. ways, some good and some bad. This is written by very famous screenwriter, Petty Chayofsky, who won three Academy Awards, the most any screenwriter has ever written, one for Marty, and then one for The Hospital in 1972, and The Network in 1977. Mm -hmm. 
but one his first one for this movie. This is a giant box office success, regarded as one of the most financially successful movies of all time, based on its very small box like budget. It was like made for three hundred thousand or something, and came made something like four million in rental, which is insane. And it's not that it's a. This isn't a bad movie by any means. Like I wouldn't go back, and it's not. It it would. It doesn't rank amongst those movies that are bad, and especially because I found within the first half hour, I was really charmed by this. I was. I thought this was really nice when they get to the dance, and I really liked Marty as a character. I felt for him. I like. There is also so many like parallels between like living in a South Asian life and then apparently living Marty's life,、mm-hmm. which I thought were like really cute about like the pressures to get married and then the mother-in-law daughter-in-law drama that always ensues and like all of、yeah. that. There's some, you know, there's some nice parallels there. And the movie was going along, and I was just like, okay, it, it's nice. It has some very nice moments, and then it just ends. And I was like an hour. It's like an hour and twenty nine. And at like an hour and twenty seven, I was just like, "You have two minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah, you have two minutes. And like, what are you doing? What's going to happen here?" I mean, and, can we spoil it? So I think you have to because that is the most disappointing thing about this film. Yeah, and it's such an easy, simplistic fix. Because you could have an extra fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, like even five minutes, Mita. Five minutes. Where she doesn't pick up the phone. I'm,、yeah. I'm writing it. She doesn't pick、okay. up the phone. He has to go、mm-hmm. to her apartment, knock、yeah. on her door, apologize to her, and then she agrees to go on a date with him. Because the most unsatisfying thing about this movie is that the last shot of Clara is her crying on the couch. <laughs> oh, gosh. it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's rather disappointing. And、it's、you not- know it's not going to end that way because this is a romantic comedy. But this, yeah, it's not the type of movie that should have an open-ended ending. Yes, like it shouldn't be. It the audience should fall in love with these two characters being together. They should want to see him do that big moment. Yes, and I would have gladly accepted it. I'm notoriously known to hate big moments in rom-coms, but this would make sense. Yes,、absolutely. he could show up with like a butchered lamb or something, and he could apologize. He could apologize. He He's a butcher make... in the movie. That's why I said he should come with a butcher. It makes、lamb. sense with meat. That said, there's yeah, it's not crazy. <laughs> it's not that I want meat at all、yeah. times. Yeah, I think there is some. I I was really surprised by how it ended, and really, really disappointed, because when you have such an emotional journey, and you have such a build up to it. It's、mm-hmm. not just about, Mar- but I did like the fact that we don't. They don't end up married, or they don't end up engaged, or it's not this supposition. It is about like whether they continue on this relationship. So it is subtle in that way, and it could have literally been the same ending, just slightly bigger.、Mm-hmm. This would. I feel like if I wrote this now, I I would love to do a social experiment where I wrote an ending like this to see what people say about it. And、you、just to be、it. like, hey, do, do you know?、Script. Do you know this won an Academy Award? This ending won an Academy Award. <laughs> and see what people say. And see what people say. It's wild. Him just sitting on the phone, being like, "Hey, Clara, it's me. I'm sorry." Like, because the people on Reddit would go wild. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's I. So bad. It's so disappointing, and I think what people liked about this movie is how charming it is. It is cute, and Ernest Borgnine is great in this. He's so adorable. He's so likable as a character. He just does such a great job in this. That Best Actor award is totally warranted, 
And I could even see this winning Best Picture if the ending had been better. If it stuck it. Yeah. Yeah, if it stuck the landing. And it's like, we're talking like five minutes of screen time. That's even all this something needed. like From Here to Eternity has a really disappointing ending. But then you have something like It Happened One Night where it's like, okay, you know where this is going with these two people. Or Roman Holiday, it didn't win Best Picture, but has you know, a disappointing ending in that these two people don't, sorry, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Roman Holiday, yeah. but it came out in the 50s. It has an ending of like, they don't wind up together, but you're okay with it. This is just like, I honestly don't know what happens here. And it opened up a flurry of sequel prequel ideas for me. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, 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 look, it, a good movie should not open up a flurry of sequel prequel ideas. <laughs> How dare you? It shouldn't be, right? It should be so contained that it should be like, no, there's actually not much I want to see about this. The sequel people should have been like, I want to see their married life. Because can I just say that, like, there are still, there's going to be some conflict still built into their relationship innately, Mm -hmm. but we could still have closed off this portion. Where, you know, she still accepts him for who he is and she's just going to have to deal with his mother. Yeah, exactly. And that how his mother learns to accept him. And like, do you know what? I feel like Clara would figure it out. If, like, yeah. his mother was such a big deal in his life, I don't think that she would be so, you know, misunder... Mis- What's the word I'm looking for? Unreasonable, sorry, about it. Mm-hmm. I also feel like that's an even more interesting story to tell of, like, the idea of a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law not getting along with each other. See Jane Fonda and Jennifer Lopez and Monster. <laughs> that's such a terrible film, though. It's a terrible movie, but it makes sense sorry the i concept makes sense it's when you take like i feel like that movie would be even better if it was done with more ethnicity involved because then it would really make sense and it would stick home to people like people would be able to say like yes have there ever been movies that have like earnestly talked about that relationship rather than like either comedically or melodramatically not that I can think of, but I don't know what's on your TikTok feed. But for a long time there, there was women who would like get on and just like complain about how how toxic their mother-in-laws were. And it was like real stories. It wasn't even like, yeah. can you believe she did this? It was a, like, my mother-in-law is set out to ruin my life. And she like still thinks of her son as her baby and like yeah. all this stuff. And people love it. People like they would have hundreds and thousands of views and people were invested and then they would follow this person. And one woman made her entire content content. Content. I can't talk today. Her entire content about um, doing skits that have real life scenarios that have happened between her and her mother-in-law. And eventually she's like run out of ideas and now people submit ideas to her for her to reenact. Oh, wow. And like she has hundreds and thousands of followers, probably close to millions Wow. And people love this stuff. So why isn't there like a serious in-law movie? Because it would work for son-in-laws and mother-in-laws too, or son-in-laws and father-in-laws. It doesn't have the same, it doesn't have the same, look, as a husband Hmm. of a a wife who, and a a son of a mother, that relationship (laughs) is is a very contentious relationship. And Mm -hmm. it just is not the same. It's not the same for her you know, as as being a son-in-law and a father-in-law. It's okay. just, it's not, there's no comparison to it. It's a lot more removed. And I've had like conversations with men and women and like South Asian and non-South Asian. And like, there's some like universal kind of similarities about mm-hmm. it. But like, it's a really complex relationship. 
especially for the man to be in because mm-hmm. you're never fully understood. You're always kind of, you know, torn in every direction. And this movie, for instance, doesn't. We don't talk about that at all. But there is a really, there is a really interesting story about like these three characters that can be told. I think. I mean, they they do tell that story in Indian content a lot. Yeah. Right. Like it is like it's the it's tale as old as time, and oftentimes, but the problem is is that like in Indian content, it's often one extreme or the other. Either the mother in law is Satan incarnate and is trying to burn her daughter in law alive, mm-hmm. or it's like Hamap Kehikon and everyone loves everyone and everything's amazing all the amazing time, and like neither of those is the reality of it yeah the everyday is is really you know true and the truth is always somewhere in the middle why do you think there is a difference between men and women in that way though like why do you feel like women are more combative than men can be there's a sense of territorial like ter- being territorial for sure yeah that i guess probably just comes to n- in nature yeah there's definitely a sense of like I think being territorial and being, you know, feel especially when they live together, and the kitchen ends up being a real hub of problems for many people, for many women. I would just walk away. I'd be like, "You deal with the kitchen, bye." <laughs> I mean, that's but then the that could answer, be a problem right? too. But that, yeah. Exactly that. But then that is yeah. itself. Have you? I want to ask. I'm. I'm, I'm not say, married. Just so you remember. No, no, no. no. <laughs> You must have interacted with people. I was trying to find the right way to phrase this question. <laughs> yeah. You must have interacted with people aside from myself who have mm-hmm. complained to you about their issues and like yes. what have you gathered from, you know, the from what you've heard. Mhm. A lot of it is it's what you're saying is that like territorial like I feel like I own everyone. More often than not, the people that I have noticed this with like that are very territorial are typically like people who were like the oldest child hmm. or they were the one that had to like kind of take care of everything at home like to begin with and so it's just sort of this like the circle of life and yeah. sort of people being products of their environments where they feel like well my way is the best way yeah. to do this and they have a extremely difficult time at like trying to see the other point but then more often than not, the person that they are combative with is coming from the exact same environment mm-hmm. of like, I always have to be right. The way I want to do things is right. What I say goes and does not see that either one. They don't see the hypocrisy and everything yeah. is that more often than not, these two people are extremely the same. Yeah. Like they are the same person and they don't know how to coexist. From my experience in front of what, what I've seen, that relationship takes an immense amount of compromise and oftentimes the conflict results when one or both parties just aren't willing to compromise enough mm-hmm. or what they deem is enough compromises is not and then yeah. it ends up being a matter of like well I've already done enough and I'm not going to do more and like it and that like the the, the conflict uh, uh, like often starts from there yeah and that's that's a that's not going anywhere right like yeah. that's that's a well, conflicts. it could if people like wanted to so actually either. work on it. It could go some like not it, not every scenario. There's always going to be somebody fighting. But I mean, like in people's own. So if you're listening to this and you're having troubles with your in-laws, <laughs> just go to therapy. 
I don't mean that that's not that that's not going anywhere. Like if it starts, I think if it, if it happens, there's definitely room for improvement and mm-hmm. getting to a place of like equilibrium in that relationship. Absolutely, work on that. I mean, in terms of like that specific relationship is always going to be fraught with conflict. Yeah, I guess the other part of me is just like wondering what about what about it makes it so like interesting to watch like i feel bad that i find that yeah like because i am the one watching those tiktok videos like they wound up on my feed and i have maybe clicked like once or twice (laughs) but like what about it is just so compelling to see that those like that toxic behavior and like the fights itself and like I think feel like you and I have participated in the gossip where oh, we're just yeah. like, she said what? And yeah. then what happened? Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah. And it's like, why? What is wrong with us as humans that we like actually like that? I don't love it, but I. Because drama is, when it's not your drama, it is entertaining, right? Yeah, that's true. It is, it is what it is. Personally. But even as a person, like when, if something, like if I'm dealing with some sort of conflict or like issues, I also then feel the need to like explain it as well to like have to voice it to have to have somebody hear what at least what i'm saying what do you mean like if i'm dealing with something conflicting i'll immediately text someone and be like can you believe this person yeah (laughs) you know and i think that's also what causes problems as then other people find out about it and then some people try to like butt in or some people think that they can resolve everything too Mm -hmm. yeah Human nature, it's interesting. And like, it's a smart idea to make a movie about it. But then if you're not going to bring the point home, what was the point of making the movie? But here's the thing. Thank you for bringing this back. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think the point of this movie specifically was to talk about that relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think if they had rounded out the romantic relationship, we wouldn't have cared. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If they had properly rounded out Clara and Marty's relationship... And yeah. he had gone and made the good gesture. And we had seen her be happy with it. I think we would have ignored the rest. I think we would have accepted this for what it was. It's like, there. Are, it's not that this movie is like flawless. It's just that like, up until that point, like any good romantic movie, you buy it. You buy everything that's happening. So you buy the fact that we haven't really finished the issues that are going to come up with the mother-in-law. But we're accepting the fact that, like, that they can deal with it. That love each other. That they love each other and that they'll deal with it. But we don't even get the punctuation. That's frustrating. Yeah. And they set the tone so nicely. So nicely. Like, he's a cute man. He's a butcher. He wants love. He doesn't... I don't know why people think he's ugly. He's not he's ugly not. at all. Like, I felt so sad for him watching this. But can I just say that was also very... I feel like the movie didn't dance around that issue. Mm-hmm. Like, they were trying to say that, like, no, he's not your conventionally handsome man. And maybe that's why he's not married. And that's hurtful for him. And so, like, yeah. that's such a rounded character, right? Like, he's nice. He's successful. He lives with his mother. He helps out his siblings. Like, he's a nice guy. And just because he's not, like, Clark Gable or whatever, he's not married right now. And that was, it was such a real arc of a character. Yeah. It was so well, like, rounded out and so, like, it. it it's, this movie is very disappointing in that way because it does so many things so well. My one, like, 
thing that I maybe don't agree with in this though is like they he does try like he does make an effort he does like call up women or like go to them and try to ask them out but all the women in this movie are so dismissive of him and it's like if I was in their situation I'd be like you know what you're trying okay yeah like I'll go out and dance with you I'll have a dinner with you I think that's the point Mita is that like it doesn't and like even with her right even with Clara when he tries to kiss her yeah, like he yeah. does, like he he does do that, but but at the same time, even with her, like she's trying, she's putting herself out there, and she's meeting these duds. And mm-hmm. I think there is there is this quiet commentary about how like the superficiality that we are all caught in, in place, yes. yeah, like this is the fifties, and this is this movie could be remade today, pretty much like scene for scene almost, and still be apropos. Right. And I think that's really telling. To be quite honest, I feel like the superficiality has actually gotten worse. Mm-hmm. And so someone who was maybe like he calls himself stocky and pudgy and like, you know, he's got a like an interesting face. I don't think I, I think there's a world where someone who looked like Ernest Bordine, even in his youth, would still have trouble in this day and age getting a girl. Sorry, can you say that again? Yeah, sorry. There's a lot I said. <laughs> I think. That even someone who looked like Ernest Borgnine in his youth mm-hmm. would still have trouble in this day and age finding a girl. Mm. I'm sure there there's someone for everybody, right? That's yeah. the belief. And like, but I do think that God, like, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. Sorry, I'll let you finish your point. Though. No, I was just going to say that, like, I, I do think that the movie's just trying to, you know, sell that point that it's not easy for him. And that looks do play a role. And they play a role for him, but they also play a role the other way too. And that's, I think, the other nice thing this movie does. Because the movie, the lesser movie in the movie to come out nowadays, would have found him a super hot girl. Yeah. Like they would have been selling that point. That even this uggo can find, you know, a Charlize Theron. It's like Kevin James and It's like Kevin James and Leo Remini or Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. It's trying to sell that male fantasy that no matter how schlubby you are, you can still end up with a hot wife. And this movie is actually trying to say, let's all stay in our lanes. Even if you're not rich. Even if you're not rich. (laughs) And let's all stay in our lanes because that's actually what the world is. And so I do really, I really respect that about this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. What I was going to say is that there's a good sense of familiarity, too, in terms of, like, what it is to actually try to date or try to meet someone, which I was surprised to see can transfer over, wait, when was the 50s? Like, more than 30 years ago. I was about to say 30 years ago. No, that's how old I am. Yeah. Um, 60, 70 years ago. 70 years, yeah. Whoa. A little under 70 years exactly for this movie. Wow. Yeah. How terrible. We have not evolved as humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a little disappointing. I wonder what it was like back then, though. Like, what were people's reception of? Like, obviously, it won Palme d'Or and, like, it won Best Picture. So people who are seeing movies or movie people. Sorry? So they loved it, Mita. This they is, like, universally it. loved, this movie. They really loved it. Yeah. It won the Palme d'Or, it won Best Picture, it did huge box office numbers, and then huge rental numbers. There's like, the, oh, did the other, there's some really interesting things about this movie. This movie was made on a budget of 300000 mm-hmm. and the product, the producer spent 400000 on its awards campaign. Yeah. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. That's more than the budget of the film itself, and apparently <laughs> it worked. 
Wow. And maybe this How is... are they marketing this thing? I don't know. I don't know what that meant at the time, like what $400,000 bought you. Because if you think about it, they they had the foresight to know that this movie, they, they were going to dump more money than the movie was worth into it to sell it, to win mm-hmm. awards. And then it ended up being a huge box office, sorry, a home rental grab at the end. They had enough faith in the movie to know that like, you watch it, you're going to like it. That's crazy kind of wild what else was out this year well if we look at the best picture nominees for 1955 Mm -hmm. they are movies called the rose tattoo picnic mr roberts Mm -hmm. and love is a many splend of splendored thing wow and then i've never heard of well also out this year though is rebel without a cause yeah east of eden okay guys and dolls to catch a thief. My heart goes out to Alfred. Interesting. It's It feels like if a rom-com were to win Best Picture. Like, I'm trying to think of rom-coms that have been nominated since. In the, in the future? I can't. In the future. Well, like, some, in more recent lot, times. Right? Yeah. Like something like Annie Hall winning? It's like if Legally Blonde won. <laughs> no. There's a difference. <laughs> And you know it. It is like if something like if Silver Linings Playbook had won. Okay, yes. That's a that's comparable. Yeah. Yeah. If the, what what won that year? That I can't year? remember. It's gonna go all the way down. Three more money than to actually make the movie isn't itself. That, isn't that's wild campaign. to me? That is crazy that it's that much money. But I guess I've never really thought of how much money it costs to like wine and dine to promote, to get screeners out. Yeah. To get them on, like, I mean, do they pay for interviews? Do they pay for the press junkets? They, I think you pay for the, studio does, the yeah. accruements of the press junket. Oh. Like, you have to pay for the studio space. There are probably refreshments. There's, like, I think there's, like, little things <laughs> like that. When you said accruements, I was like, oh, like the snack table? <laughs> well, yes. Like, <laughs> the there's literally table. the snack table, but also, like, everything else that, like, goes around it. Forgot that word does not just apply to food. <laughs> the year Silver Linings Playbook was nominated, Argo won. And there were many other, like, Zero Dark Thirty could have won, Life of Zero Pi. Zero should have won that. Yeah, or Life of Pi should have won. Mm. Ooh, Amour. Oh. Mm. See, if they had spent $400,000 on their campaign. <laughs> Maybe they would have won. Yeah. The other so super wild. fascinating thing I want to talk about. Yes. Betsy. What, mm-hmm. Betsy Blair, I think is her name? She was the actress who played Clara. Yes. She... Plain Jane Betsy Blair, who is meant to be kind of like just described as this like looking 40 to 50 years old, very Mm -hmm. cute face, very sweet looking, married to your boyfriend, Gene Kelly at the time. Whoa, (laughs) Gene. I think Gene Kelly might have been gay. (laughs) Possibly, yeah. That's not surprising. Yeah, that wouldn't be, no. But that was a little surprising because here's this girl who's meant to play... Ho-hum. Like, ho-hum. And she's married, married to, like, to, like... a sexy dancer. Yeah. Wow. Good for you, Betsy Blair. Yeah. I just Get thought it. that was a little interesting. I, I also always wonder, these characters who are meant to play, quote-unquote, ugly. I don't mm. think Betsy Blair is ugly in this. I think she's no, very she's sweet. Nice. And even yeah. Ernest Borgnine is, like, so, so endearing in this. Mm-hmm. How do you feel when mm. you're reading a script and the descriptors <laughs> yeah. are constantly, you're an ugly person? Like, how does that make you feel? How do you cast that? Yeah, how are you like, yeah, this is me. I'm going to do this. I was listening to a clip 
of the One Tree Hill podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As one does. But they were talking about how they had the scene in the show where one character, she like has like a brain aneurysm or something. Mm -hmm. And she's being really rude to somebody who's overweight and like calls out the person on being overweight. And they were watching the scene and they were saying how their creator, their creator has been known to like be very troublesome when it comes to women. He would specifically like look for ways to bring down women by uh, commenting on their appearance and then they were all just saying, like, how did casting for this woman go? Like, how did her agent call her and be like, hey, I have something for you. It's One Tree Hill. It's like the WB network. They want somebody fat and ugly. Like, yeah. what do you, how do you say that to someone? Isn't have that you wild? Ever, have you read uh, Rachel Dratch's book, Girl Walks Into a Bar? A long time ago, yeah. She talks about that actually quite a bit because mm-hmm. she says, and she's very candid about it, how like a lot of the roles that she gets offered... And she makes jokes about it, which is probably the only way to really talk about it, about how like when she's offered roles, it's like, oh, you're going to play this role, Lala. And she's, you know, she's a mousy secretary. She's 400 pounds, you know, heavier than everyone in the room. And she's the ugliest person you've ever seen. Are you interested? And they're offering the role to you. And she's just like, this is just kind of what it is now. She plays it off. She's like, I don't think I'm ugly, but I don't, I recognize the fact that I'm not like Hollywood hot either. Yeah. I think you have to have a little self-awareness. You do. You have to have a real tough skin. Yeah. Yeah. I would like you to talk about these sequel prequel ideas that you have for this <laughs> film. I Well, okay. I think we've addressed it. We don't know where yeah. this winds up. So yeah. like what happens? And I think I might like the movie more if Clara was just like, no. Like, yeah. no. You you had something going with me and you you mucked it up. Sorry, like, I'm not going to take that. But knowing Clara... Yeah, that's the more interesting movie for sure, but... Yeah. Knowing Clara, she's not going to do that. She's going (laughs) to accept what it is uh, and she'll have to move on. But then I would like to see them, like, get married and still have her have to deal with having this, like, Italian mother-in-law and her trying to teach her how to cook and them going to church together. Oh, she's not wearing the right dress to church. Oh, what's everybody going to think? I think that there's a lot that could be done there that would be really fun to see. And then I kind of, I was interested in when Buddy is talking about his parents' relationship and how, you know, his dad didn't feel like an anybody, but his mom always made him feel like somebody. I would like to see what their romance was like. Because that's a very, it's a nice sentiment to have someone who makes you feel like somebody. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice, Mitha. He's not hurting anybody. And then also, well, Buddy has a line at the end too that... Sorry, I'm going to repeat it later. Yeah. But it's, you don't get to be good hearted by accident, which like, oh. Yeah, what really... a harsh, what a like harsh reality. Yeah. And I kind of want to know like what got him to that accident. Like what was the repetitive behavior that he always had to step up? He always had to be the yeah. good person that got him to like get to that sentiment. I think that would be a compelling watch. That's fair. Yeah. I'm going to go into my, uh, my rate. I was gonna say my best picture rating, but it's just my rating. <laughs> well, wait. Do you do you think it? Yeah, I was going yeah. to say. I can. I'll say in my review, and then you can also wrap it up in your review. Okay. I think first and foremost, the question of whether this deserves best picture. I have way more thoughts about this movie than I thought I was going to. To be quite honest, I thought this was going to be an hour and a half movie that I sat down that I didn't like and that I could move on from. I really was like so dismissive of this. Yeah. And I was charmed from the get-go. Like, within 10 minutes, I was like, oh, this is going to be cute. Like, especially, I think by the time he gets home and he gets on the phone to call that bitch Mary, and then she rejects him, I was like, 
I was there. I was like, oh, this is a nice guy who's just going to like, who's been beaten around because he's a little, you know, he's because he doesn't look like Clark Gable or whatever at the time. And I was like right there. And as the movie progressed, I was really, I was starting to understand what the appeal was. This is a very charming film that I think if it had been completed properly, I would be 100% yes, it deserves best picture. I'm a little on the fence right now. And I'll be honest, I can see why it won because it is very charming. It's very nicely made. It's all of those things. But I think right now when I look about at it, I'm also using my 2000, you know, 2022 eyes to look at a romantic movie. Whereas you brought up a really good point about It Happened One Night. That was another movie that I loved mm-hmm. that completed without that, like, that union at the end. Yeah. Right? And so maybe that was just how things were done back in the day. And then I, it'll be interesting to see how we really, when we see that shift happen. So if I accept it for what it is, also, like, the sheer success of this film, the amount it was made for, the the rentals, the box office, it won Best Writing, actor, director, and picture. These aren't like small-time Oscars. Plus it won the Palme d'Or. Like this was, this is a successful film end-to-end. So clearly there's a reason it won. And for those things, I'm going to accept the ending as a product of its time and say that, yes, it deserves best picture because there's something I'm missing. It's not the movie. I'm missing something here. Hmm. Just because there's way too much stuff here to indicate that like, there was something about this at the time and that ending was okay at the time because there's just too many, there's too many factors to indicate that this was like universally loved. Like that, and ex- that those four winners, those four Oscar winners, that's huge. Like those are big Oscars to be winning. Mm-hmm. So my personal review of this is that ending is really disappointing. And I really, it's one of those things that I'll never be able to watch this and just be like, I just want to see these two people in this beautiful black and white film that I don't want to see in color, I think this is also like the epitome of what a like a simplistic black and white romance looks like. It has all the markings of like a four star for me. And I think if it had bookended that romance together and we had seen them be happy, this would have been a runaway success in my mind, personally, despite the flaws, despite the things we don't see, despite all of that. Because I think what it does with it, its, its emotional circle is quite lovely. That ending, though, I just can't. I just can't with the ending. And I, I literally just sat there and I was just like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you do this like this? Why would you do me dirty? Give me $100 and send me back to the 50s and I'll give you five minutes of film <laughs> that'll turn this into something else. That's it. I need five minutes. It doesn't even need to be that long. I can, I can write the shot list. I can write the dialogue. It would, it would be so simple. And it's so disappointing because the solution is so simple. I do think you should watch this. It was I watched it for free on Tubi, but you could even rent it. It is very sweet. It's very heartwarming. It's extremely unoffensive. I think it is hard. To, we've talked about this a lot over the years, is that it's hard to do a nice romantic film. And this does certain things really nicely. And Ernest Borgnine deserves your time. This is really a lovely, lovely performance. It's a full character. He demands, commands the screen. He's sweet. He's complex. He's interesting. He's everything. It's well written. It's well acted. I can see why. I can see why people like this. So for that, all those complex feelings, I'm giving it three stars. Three stars. 
Okay. I have a different rating than what I what I thought I was going to go into. Oh, interesting. Yes. Going into it, again, it's pretty fresh in my mind, but I was very disappointed by that ending. Mm-hmm. I just sort of was like, what? Like, where? What, what the hell? That was, yeah. Why? It was only an hour and a half of my time, so I wasn't that mad. Yeah. But if this had been a two-hour movie oh, and yeah, it had ended totally. like that, oh, that's a different story. But like you said, there is the opportunity to do more with this, especially because the build-up to the ending is so good. Well-performed, well-written, some very nice lines in this movie that are very universal, like still make sense in 2022. Nothing that's like in a hokey-pokey language that's like adjacent to the 1950s only. And very good performances. And it's so cute that his name is Ernest and his name, and he is very earnest. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally living by his name. Yeah. Um, but when you get to that point of it's just a hello, Clara, and I'm like, but then what? Yeah. But then what? And I think with the romantic, like you were saying, the romantic comedy that we're used to today, we don't typically have the, but then what? Yeah. And even when movies do have, they do come up with like sequels of like, this is what it's like happily ever after. Mm -hmm. Those are rather disappointing, but you do need something to sort of wrap it up. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a bow. I would be fine if she was just like, you know what? You need to go work on yourself. I'm going to go work on myself. When maybe we'll figure it out one day or even something like the way we were, where it's just like, your girl is lovely, Hubble. Like that I would be fine with too. Yeah. I'm crying thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) that would be fine as well but there's literally nothing here like i just i felt cheated in a lot of ways and i don't know if maybe i would have felt that way in 1955 but i also i don't know if like when you're making a movie are you making it so that people will love it in that time or are you making it so that people will enjoy it for years to come and i think that that notion has to be considered and granted there are brains probably weren't working like how is what's the future going to be like but i think you need to have that at least into consideration and so having that open-ended ending really left me at like a two and a half talking it over though and like (laughs) talking it over and like talking about the good parts of this movie i think there are so many rom-coms to come since that don't have the first two thirds of this are great. It's that last third that really is sort of disappointing. There are so many rom-coms to come that are just bad all three parts mm-hmm. of it. In the beginning, in the middle, and the end. And so I do really appreciate the beginning and the middle of this. Like it's it's a really beautiful te- story of a man. Mm-hmm. A man who just wants love. Yeah. And a man who doesn't get love because of X, Y, Z. And yeah. some, that in itself is so universal. And so if I'm just looking in like those two thirds, that sentiment alone is three stars as well. Okay. Yeah. Best picture. You didn't answer that question. No, because. <laughs> That's fair. To catch a thief is in there for oh, me. God. And that is like, <laughs> even though I don't know if it's like one of his best movies, okay. I if you ask me, am I, should I watch To Catch a Thief or Marty tonight? I'm going to say go watch To Catch a Thief. Okay. And I really hope that they don't remake it with Gal Gadot because I will cry. Is that you That's the rumors? plan right now. Yeah. I do not like Gal Gadot. No, she can't. She can't be a Grace Kelly. No, she's not Grace Kelly. She's not. Yeah. She's not. But yeah. That would be disappointing to do that. Exactly. But yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was Marty. Yes. That I will. I will say a pleasant surprise. Very pleasant. Yes. Yeah. 
like despite everything and i think another thing that she said is that like this just this does everything right up until the very end so mm-hmm. many movies will get the end right but everything else will be wrong wrong right so like you have to give that credit too yeah credit where credit's due credit where credit is due yes okay we've got another movie coming up shocking yeah. next week Whoa. but before <laughs> we do that uh mita mm. last week you had me connect Mary Antoinette to one Mr. Scarface. Yes. And I did it in no time. Good job. And now I'm going mm. to have you connect Scarface. Yeah. To a movie you recently saw. Oh. The Menu. Oh. And your timer starts now. Who's in the menu again? <laughs> um okay. Let's think here. Scarface has Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer. Those are the only people that I can think of in this moment. And has Michelle Pfeiffer done anything with Ray Fiennes? I feel like maybe there's something in there. Um, let's see. Danny DeVito, Batman. Just That's 30 name. seconds. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so hard. There must be like a Marvel way that's not coming to me right now. Oh god. I'm not going to get there, Nadim. You don't think? No. How many seconds do I have? All uh, I can like... think of right now is one fine day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to give when... you that's a minute, but I'm going to give you another minute cuz I actually think you can do this. Just stop thinking about Michelle Pfeiffer. And think about Al Pacino? Yeah, or anybody else. That's in Scarface. Scarface is, I'll give you the hint, is Brian De Palma and okay. Al Pacino, who have both have a lot more like... Connection? Yeah. Okay. It, did the timer start? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, oh, uh, here, I'm going to start it again. We're going to do one more minute. Okay. Uh, okay, Mission Impossible, which has Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise... Uh, and Ray Fiennes does Tom Cruise and Ray Fiennes have anything Ray Fiennes uh, I will say this is probably an example of too many actually connections there's like too many yeah. things that I could do that's 30 seconds cause like there's so many movies that then it's hard to distinguish like what could get and all I think about is Ray Fiennes, and I think of Voldemort, and then I think of all these British actors, and then that hurts my yeah. head. <laughs> I'm not going to get there. Okay. It's a minute. Okay. So. Yeah. You were, like, this. it is a problem. There's actually almost too many connections. Okay. So, Scarface is directed by Brian, Brian De Palma, who uh-huh. directed Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Who appeared in War of the Worlds, which was directed by one Steven Spielberg. Who directed okay. Schindler's List with Ralph Fiennes. Oh, that's a, that's a way to do it. And I could yeah. have done Minority Report. Minority Report or like there's a few. And that's yeah. what I mean. There's actually probably like a few like various options. Womp womp. <laughs> but that's I think the problem is that there were too many. When there's so much. Yeah. There, were, there was almost like too many things. And Michelle Pfeiffer is probably your worst option. And you somehow got like caught up on her. I just love her. <laughs> <laughs> She's another blonde woman that I love. Another tall blonde. Yeah. I don't know if she's tall. She, I think she's short. Okay, Mita. Okay. 
Next week, what are we watching? Yeah. Oh, wow. We're going around the world in 80 days. This is universally regarded as the single worst Best Picture winner ever. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I'm so excited. On multiple, multiple lists, number one. Love it. And it's two hours and 45 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Great. I'll see how that goes. <laughs> so going to have to watch this like a mini series, I think. No other way. But uh, you'll hear our review. Let's 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 not, you know, form our opinions before we see it. Yeah. Exactly. But that is next week. Do you have any parting words for us, Mita? I do, Nadine. <clears throat> you don't get to be good-hearted by accident. That's so sad. It's so sad. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and rate and review. And we will see you next week for Around the World in Eighty Days. Cool. Have a lovely week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the Number 2 Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on, and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon. <laughs>